0: All right, so uh, picking up where we left off from the last hour here, the uh, the great red state, blue state debate. And by the way, uh, I know there was a sentiment out there that uh, this debate didn't mean anything and who cares. And I, and I get that. I do. I understand that. I, I don't understand. I don't understand sort of this condescension or or mockery of of the people like myself uh, who did watch it and wanted to watch it and feel like, you know, these are. These are good debates to have. I'd like to see more of them. This is one of my biggest beefs with the cable news channels is that it's all just formula where they'll bring in three or four people and they'll put them in, you know, put them on a set or put them in the little zoom in boxes or whatever, and they'll just give them two minutes total time to talk about, you know, Middle East peace, solve it, go. And everybody gets like 45 seconds. And then they they clear the deck. And then the next show starts, and they bring in four different panelists, and they do the same topics. And you don't ever, you don't ever get anywhere. You're never exploring any of the the arguments and the philosophy behind the arguments. It's just, oh, I have a que- a, a, a a cute little zinger, and uh, and then I'm and then I'm off the air. So, I I appreciate these types of formats. I'm glad this occurred last night, and I hope we get more of them. By the way. I would love to see more of them um, because it does matter. These are different visions of how to govern a state. And by the way, Florida had a lower standardized death rate than California from COVID. Despite what Governor Newsom alleged, California had higher excess mortality. So Hannity, who was hosting the debate last night, and he he did fine, Um Hannity, Hannity then puts up um, – uh-oh, hang on a second. Hang on a second. I'm looking for – where did it go? Oh, no. I'm missing – well, I'm missing the sound bite. All right, so it's not there. Um, Hannity puts up death rates, and he shows both states had very similar deaths per capita. Per capita. And that's when um, Newsom calls DeSantis a lockdown governor which is ridiculous. DeSantis got attacked by a lot of people, including Donald Trump, right? For opening up. He's being attacked by Donald Trump for, uh, for his COVID response. And he was attacked initially for opening up too early. Now he's being attacked two years later uh, for locking down. It's almost as if The truth doesn't matter on some of this stuff. Anyway, Newsom then said DeSantis lacks any credibility on the issue of illegal immigration.
1: When he was in Congress, he supported amnesty. That when he's false. in Congress, you supported John Boehner's bill. It's a that fact. Is false. When you were in Congress, you supported I killed Obama's. You bill. Supported Obama's efforts to advance comprehensive reform. False. The last guy you I want to f- talk to on the issue immigration, <laughs> your immigration policy can best be described as a governor from the state of Florida going into another state, the state of Texas, lying to migrants, promising them jobs and housing, sending them to an island, Martha's Vineyard, and then sending them to a parking lot in Sacramento, California. I met with those migrants that you lied to under false pretense. That kind of gamesmanship, using human beings as pawns, I think is disqualifying
2: Well, I'll tell you what, it's deja vu all over again with that flurry of lies. This is a guy that says the Biden administration is not lying to the public about the border. They go to the White House uh, briefing room every day. They say the border is secure. They are lying to you. We know that that's not true. Gavin Newsom is lying to you when he says, somehow I supported these things, which I didn't do. He's also (laughs) lying to you uh, about what it's going to take to solve this problem. California is a sanctuary state. Uh, They thumb their nose at federal immigration law. And this has real consequences. Uh, There was an illegal alien, Herbert Nixon Flores, uh, who was in LA, uh, in custody, was a repeat criminal. ICE wanted to take him into custody because then they would be able to deport him. L.A. refuses to work with ICE, and so they wouldn't turn him over. They end up releasing him on the street. He ends up murdering the mother of a three-year-old little girl. Uh, that, those policies are deadly. Uh, they do not work. And I would tell you this. Uh, the, the Martha's Vineyard transport, Martha's Vineyard said it was a sanctuary jurisdiction. Kind of reminds me about Gavin Newsom when he restricted Californians Then he went to the French Laundry. These liberal elites, they like to impose burdens on you. They don't want to have to face the consequences of their actions. So we've got a lot of elites who want open borders, who lecture everybody else about it. And the minute they have to deal with any of the consequences, oh, man, all hell breaks loose. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, He's exactly right. And that's why the, that, that's why those transports should continue, right? The only reason that you're seeing any kind of movement right now on this issue is because left-wing run sta- uh, cities and, and states, but mainly cities, are now having to deal with the problem that the red state border states have been having to deal with for decades. Hannity then asks, "Are open borders a clear and present danger to Americans?" And Newsom. Would not say. The fact that you supported amnesty, the fact that's you supported
1: Obama's reforms, that's those are lie. facts. They're just simple a lie. facts. The You're fact just that your greatest contribution, Ron, to this debate well, is shitty people's backpacks. I don't mind, that's So inhumane. I don't it's mind so him
2: unserious. lying to me. Right. I don't mind Gavin lying to me, but I do mind him lying to you. Uh, he is sitting there <laughs> saying that Joe Biden is willing to solve this problem? Is there anybody out there that actually believes this? Joe Biden created this problem. So if he's willing to lie to you about that, you know he's lying to you about all these other facts and figures uh, about all this other stuff. He's just throwing stuff out to see what sticks against the wall. This is a slick, slippery politician whose state is failing, people are leaving his state, and he's trying to run interference for his failure.
0: All right, so Ford O'Connell, who um, is a Republican strategist guy, He said on Twitter last night, ex-Twitter, sorry, uh, said as silly as some of Newsom's talking points and lies may sound to Republican voters, Republican candidates for office would be wise to watch this debate over and over on replay. And figure out how to further debunk many of Newsom's claims because independent voters do not know the truth on a lot of these issues. Right. Newsom says this stuff because he knows he's not going to get called out in the debate. Like, where's your candy uh, Crowley moment. Right. But that's a reference to Mitt Romney, Barack Obama, when Crowley, like, you know, fact checked during the middle of the debate and got it wrong. Um, Gavin Newsom does not expect anybody to push back on him on these things. And he just gets up there and he can say these lies. And no one's going to call him out on it. No one usually does. So Republican candidates should watch this, according to uh, Ford O'Connell. They should watch this so they know what the arguments are. They know how Democrats are going to respond to these arguments whenever they're challenged. If they get you know, pushed up against a wall or backed into a corner, whatever metaphor you'd like to use, um, that they better have some sort of response for these lies. There is a pattern that they, that they exhibit, and you're going to hear, this is when I knew Newsom was in trouble. He starts whining about the pronunciation of Kamala Harris's name. Like, that's not something you do if you are in command of the debate. He, he, he comes across as just smarmy. It's just, ugh, smarminess. And it's like, oh, why are you, why are you, you know, that's Madam Vice President to you. That's what he he said to DeSantis. You'll hear it. There were questions about abortion. And he was asked uh, whether or not he would support any kind of restrictions on abortion. And he refused to say. He kept saying, oh, it's so rare in the seventh, eighth, and ninth month, third trimester. It's so rare. It's so rare. Okay, well then... Any restrictions? No restrictions? It's so rare. He would never answer it. Stephen Miller from Spectator, he said, Democrats will never answer the late-term abortion question, ever. They change the semantics to it's rare, not whether they believe it should be legal. Right? It's a dodge. So you, you just have to keep hammering them. Any restrictions whatsoever? It's so rare. Any restrictions whatsoever? It's so rare. Any restrictions at all? Not a one? This is why I like the question, you know, when do rights obtain? Um, all righty, so let me go to—hang uh, on. Before I get back to some of the sound bites, uh, Charles C.W. Cook at National Review, um, he wrote a piece before the debate. He said um, that the whole thing is pointless. And I understand this argument. I do. I, I get it. He said, look, you know, after the, the debate is over— California is still going to be California. Florida is still going to be Florida. Um, And if the question is whether Florida is better than California, he says that the question cannot meaningfully be answered. Why? Because the American federal system permits different people in different places to live in different ways. And thus avoids the need to decide every important or fractious question at the national level. He says, were I to be asked which model I would prefer to be imposed from Washington, D.C., I would, of course, choose Florida's. But given free reign, I would choose neither, preferring instead to limit the federal government to its proper role and thus to create sufficient space for people with divergent beliefs to thrive. And I completely agree with him. I'm a big fan of the federalist model, this federalism model. Right? Each state gets to chart its own path. And that's why, though, I think the debate last night was of value. Because states that choose different paths can then compare and contrast successes and failures. What's working in one state versus what's working in another one. And when they disagree along these ideological lines... Their leadership disagrees, and the the constituents disagree, and then you can measure. Okay, well, what are the outcomes from these ideological or philosophical lines? Then it informs others, other states, other leaders, other citizens, to say, "Huh. Ah, well, let me look at that. Hmm. San Francisco's poop map or the crap map. Um, that's not a great. That's not a great thing. I don't want that in my town." Or they'll say. Hey, you know what? Uh, I like this policy from Florida. I like that policy from California. Don't like whatever. You get to you get to make some judgments for how you want to live. That's why I think these are this is a good thing and I hope they do more of them. Cook goes on to say Democrats will back the Democrat, independents will split according to their pre-existing impressions. The press wants Newsom to win, so it'll say that he did. DeSantis's backers in the primary will declare it the greatest performance since the Gettysburg Address. Donald Trump's many acolytes, to whom DeSantis will be the devil until at least June 4th of next year, will experience a strange new respect for California all of a sudden. And none of this is going to change the material facts on the ground, which will remain that Florida is the most popular state in the union to move into, while California's once-growing population has declined dramatically for three years in a row. In a more sensible political culture Americans might genuinely benefit from a calm and detailed conversation about our expanding conflict of visions. One of his colleagues at National Review, Jeffrey Blair, he said, I agree with Charlie's uh, point about the fundamental meaninglessness of the debate. We don't live in a serious world with serious politics, either nationally or in the party's primary electorates. And even if we did, two of the three participants in the night's events weren't particularly serious people either, and the third currently trails Donald Trump by a 48-point margin or so as the second-place challenger for the GOP primary. So none of it matters, in a way. But in another way, it was a fairly interesting exercise, revealing Newsom to a national audience that he rarely confronts, and demonstrating that while Ron DeSantis will not be president short of donald trump having a surprise encounter with the reaper in the next few months he's utterly in command of his brief even if he lacks some of the qualities necessary to prevail in our present primary environment he says his takeaway is that newsom clearly seems to have overestimated his own abilities he said i've long been concerned about him as a national threat given joe biden's weakness and kamala's unacceptability but uh yeah not so much now He said he also half expected DeSantis to falter, but that didn't happen either. All right. Do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay. So what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply. camping and hiking supplies even because being prepared is just smart carolina readiness supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency in waynesville and always at carolina veteran-owned carolina readiness supply will you be ready when the lights go out all right so back to the um uh back to some of the highlights here or low lights if you will of the debate the, oh, hang on a second before I go to the sound bites. Because, hang on, this is from Sister uh, sister Told You at redstate.com, aka Stacy Matthews, uh, our, our good friend, uh, Stacy Matthews, local writer. Um, she has a piece at redstate.com. Yeah, and I just saw it move here. But, um, but, uh, do, 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 Among the unsubstantiated allegations from Newsom headquarters is that DeSantis supposedly, because they're accusing DeSantis of cheating (laughs) during the debate last night. They're saying they're not happy with the way, so this is the sure sign you know that the Newsom camp knew they didn't do well, despite all the people that are like, Newsom mobbed the floor with them. This is not the behavior of a campaign that knows they won, okay? So Newsom's camp, says DeSantis supposedly could see the teleprompter where Newsom's team says topics were announced ahead of time and at one point left the podium to go to the bathroom and spoke to his wife in the process. That's a supposed violation of the alleged rules. <laughs> so he went to the restroom, and when he went to the restroom, he chatted with his wife. And so that's cheating. <laughs> okay. Um there was also the claim that Desantis should not have been allowed to bring in props. One of the props he brought in was a page from one of the books. I think it was Gender Queer, uh, where it shows like the graphic cartoon porn in the books that are on the shelves in all of these children library, children's libraries, school libraries, and and the like. So Desantis was really going after him over the the banning of all of the books. And again, like I, I wish they would say this word curating. Libraries cannot stock every single book ever written. It is impossible. Libraries, art museums, all of these types of institutions curate. What does that mean? It means they select certain works to be made available to the public, to their customers, right? That automatically means you have to make decisions based on some set of criteria about what goes on the shelves and what does not. And so if you are catering to a customer base that is, you know, K through three, you should not be putting War and Peace on the bookshelves because chances are your customer base is not going to be interested in reading that, right? And so what Florida said is that this is not appropriate material. It's not age-appropriate material, and so it should be curated for the customers, for the clients. They're not banning books. If you want to go read the book, you want to give your six-year-old cartoon instructions on how to perform all sorts of sex acts on other people, I guess you are free to do so, although I'm not sure. You might want to check your state laws first on that sort of stuff. But DeSantis pulls out one of the pages from this book, holds it up, and they're like there are black boxes covering some of the more offensive uh, and graphic uh images he shows one of the pages on the stage and this has got the uh the this got the newsom camp upset they're crying cheater <laughs> today over uh over the use of this prop I don't like the way you demean people. I don't like
1: the way you demean the LGBTQ community. I don't like the way you demean and humiliate people you disagree with, Ron. I really find this fundamentally offensive. And this is a I'm, core value that distinguishes the values of my state and, frankly, the vast majority of Americans against the weaponization of education. I a
0: like. Oh, yeah. He's like, I'm not demeaning anybody. What are you talking about? This is why I, I would have liked to have seen DeSantis say, what the hell are you even talking about? Nobody's demeaning anybody. We're talking about curating books in a library based on the population it serves. The fact that you would attack me ad hominem means that you don't have a you don't have an argument against this. Here is his response. He says
2: California respects parents' rights. This is Rich. He's been telling a lot of whoppers tonight. This may be the biggest. In California, if you're a parent in Iowa, or New Hampshire, or South Carolina, your minor child can go to California without your knowledge or without your consent and get hormone therapy, puberty blockers, and a sex change operation, yeah. all without you knowing or consenting. How in the heck is that well, you know honoring parents' rights when you're bringing people from out of state to go around their parents' backs and getting life altering surgeries? That is radical. That you know, is Ron, extreme. These kids that is just an assault to on live. parents'
1: rights. You know what? Ron, it's not
2: you you it's see, for you know to it's decide it's for the parents to decide and the these parents do not want their, their kids to going I to I these other honestly. thing let these me kids go to a the follow up suicide let me stay on a
1: follow up let's turn to survive. the issue of education. Your decency your education decency and humanity embrace the of taking ripping somebody away gentlemen gentlemen please them nobody can nobody can hear you that is wrong that is wrong i should not stand in this country let us turn gentlemen if i may to the issue of education
0: no okay All right. So it it devolved there. But did you hear what Newsom was saying? Where's your humanity? These kids just want to live. He has no argument. That's what that proves. He's got no counter argument to what California allows, which is precisely what Ron DeSantis outlined. Right? Kids can run away from home or, I don't know, maybe be trafficked in a way, maybe hop one of those... uh, Uh, Hop a bus or uh, like one of the maybe Newsom could organize one of those like migrant flight type things, you know, like bring them all to California. And then have them get all of this, uh, all of the, the, the blockers, the puberty blockers or even surgeries, whatever. And the parents don't have any knowledge of it. And DeSantis is pointing this out in response to what? Newsom's assertion that California is all about parental rights. And they're not. And when DeSantis obviously you know, disembowels that argument right in front of everybody on the stage, then what does Newsom say? Hey, these kids just want to live. Okay, well, now that's a different, that's a different argument you're making. When you, when you first say that your state protects parental rights, and now you're presented with the evidence that it actually does not do such a thing, you now shift it over to they just want to live. Where's your humanity? This is, this is why Ford O'Connell's point about Republican candidates and campaigns need to watch this debate, need to watch what Newsom says, and you better have responses for it. Because this is the way they argue. All right, on the topic of education.
2: What Gavin Newsom does in California is kowtow to the teachers union. Whatever they tell him to do he does. He will never block the teachers' union. That's why the kids were locked out of school for so long. Joe Biden is in the pocket of the teachers' union, and so is Kamala Harris. That's why they fought by the way, school opening when, when he Shame came on in you. there. When they had Harris, that in Ron, there, it's Biden came Harris, into office Madam and he Vice brought in President the teachers' union you, to be Harris. able to do Stop all these me. different things what? to try oh, to keep goodness. the schools closed. So the Democratic Party, the far left in this country, they are owned locked, stock and barrel by the <laughs> teachers union. I beat the teachers union in Florida to get the schools open first in the country during covid also to do universal
0: school choice. Shame on you, Ron. It's. Wait, what was it? Kamala? See, now it, now you got me. Confirmed. What was it? Whatever way Ron DeSantis said it, Newsom said, that's not the way you pronounce your name is it's Kamala or Kamala. Shame on you, or Madam Vice President. Like that's what I knew. This guy's this guy's flailing. This is what you're going to argue over? You call her doc- You call him Dr. Jones. That's what it reminded me of. Short round. Indiana Jones. Hey lady. <laughs> you call him Dr. Jones. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's what I knew Newsom was he knew he wasn't doing well. All right, so among the props, not only was the, uh, the image from the genderqueer book, uh, among the props that uh, Ron DeSantis brought, but there was also the printout of the famous or infamous crap map. Now, if you, um, if you listen to talk radio, if you um, peruse conservative media, You are probably aware of this map. You have seen an image of the map. But a lot of people have not seen an image of the map. And so last night, the crap map went national. It went big time because it broke containment from conservative media circles, which is kind of hilarious because it's actually an app developed by some people in San Francisco. Hotbed, MAGA country. Oh, Juicy Smollett! Did you hear this? Juicy Smollett? Had his conviction upheld, he's going to jail for like 100 days or something. I don't remember, but yeah, he's he his conviction was uh, upheld today. So, um, yeah, MAGA country, San Francisco, uh, they created an app that tracks all of the all of the poop on the streets, and so when you Zoom out of the city because it's not a very big city, right? I mean, population, yes, but like square mileage wise, it's not terribly huge. And so when you when you look at the app, it has this map of all the and people people plot the plops, right? They yeah they they put it when they come across a pile of human excrement, they uh, they mark it on the app, and then the app then tells other people, hey, you know, you got a landmine over here, heads up, and so. When you zoom out of the ma- from the map, like a Google map kind of deal, and you zoom out, all of the, the plot plots become, uh, well, it, there's a lot of them. They, right? There become a lot of these little icons all over the map. And when you zoom out to some level, basically the entire city is covered in poo. And that's what the map that DeSantis showed last night, that's what it looked like. Here is what it sounded
2: like. This is a map of San Francisco. There's a lot of plots on that. You may be asking, what is that plotting? Well, this is an app where they plot the human feces that are found on the streets of San Francisco. And you see how almost the whole thing is covered because that is what has happened in one of the previous greatest cities this country's ever had. Human feces is now a a fact of life, except When a communist dictator comes to town, then they cleaned up the streets. They lined the streets with Chinese flags. They didn't put American flags there. They cleaned everything up. So they're willing to do it for a communist dictator, but they're not willing to do it for their own.
0: Precisely. And for a lot of Americans, I think that may have been the first time they ever saw the crap map. Then there was this exchange, Um, because at one point Newsom said, you know, where the uh, California is, the freedom state or something. Um, and uh, uh, Biden is doing fine. You know, he's not in cognitive decline. The economy is booming. California is a freedom state. Here was DeSantis's response.
2: Gavin Newsom at one point tried to say that California was the freedom state. And I just kind of laughed like you're locking people down. You're doing all this. Uh, but then I thought about it. You know, California does have freedoms, uh, that some people don't, uh, that other states don't. You have the freedom to defecate in public in California. You have the freedom to pitch a tent on Sunset Boulevard. You have the freedom to create a homeless encampment under a freeway and even light it on fire. You have the, the freedom <laughs> to uh, have an open-air drug market and use drugs. You have the freedom, if you're an illegal alien, to get all these taxpayer benefits. So, so those are freedoms. They're not the freedoms our founding fathers envisioned, but they have contributed to the destruction of the quality of life in California, and the results speak for themselves. Themselves. People are leaving the state because they have failed I at addressing you. the homeless population.
0: Right. So you could hear Newsom laughing in all of these. The, and these are like in, as far as the debate goes, these are devastating blows that DeSantis is landing. Boom, boom, boom. Right. And all DeSantis, uh, all Newsom can do is this sort of <laughs> chuckle it away kind of a thing like oh, that just doesn't even matter. But it smacks of indifference and dismissiveness, in my view. Uh, the Hellion says to me on Twitter, uh, Newsom is making me clear my throat every time he speaks. I think he does that raspy thing on purpose. He might. Yeah, he might. Um, and then I got another message um, to, to, to do from David, who said, from my 18-year-old son, Newsom said he isn't running for president, but is he angling for vice president? Right. That is a theory that's out there. That's a theory that's out there. That they're going to get Biden the nominee, uh, the nomination, and then before the general election, he steps aside. Who replaces him? Maybe Kamala. 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 Kamala whatever. She gets. She gets the the top of the bill.